Okay, I'm going to set a timer for like a nice tight 35 minutes. Yeah, we're recording now also, by the way. Oh, good. <clears throat> I This is like, we're again coming to you from uh, after 10 p.m., so... It wasn't intentional. I got here almost four <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> you it know what? Went, it all went by in a blur. The creative process cannot be put on a timetable. It yeah. just happens when it happens. Yeah, I'm a and slave to, like, whatever my creative process tells me to do. It'll be, like, 3 a.m., and I'm like, I should go write right like, now. It's time for me to write a sonnet. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, though, that, um, like, creativity has a different circadian rhythm than yeah. your humanity. Oftentimes, like, right before I'm about to go to bed, I have the most poetic sentences enter my brain yeah. and then i'm like oh early my in the God, morning or late time. at night yeah the middle of the the i don't know from like 10 to mm, 9 is useless yeah to me yeah well okay should we say welcome i never yeah. want to i always feel just i'll start it off this time yeah. okay. hi and welcome to rhyme and reason podcast rhyme and reason the podcast help what is it called? <laughs> rhyme and reason rhyme and reason a lyrical podcast. A lyrical podcast. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, my name is Kelsey, like the grammar. And I'm Lily, like the flower. And these are our different voices, because we are different voices. We are actually not one person, contrary to a lot of conspiracy theories on the internet. I It was up there. I saw a Reddit post about it. Yeah. We're manifesting it. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you? That's a secret. I'll never know. <laughs> you might be one person. You'll never know. You'll just never know. Today, we're talking about the fourth track on the album. Or, well, the album. Greta Van Fleet's album, The Battle at Garden's Gate. I almost said The Garden at Battle's Gate. I said that in our first episode. I think it was our first recording. Because we actually... Fun fact, I think I said this in the first episode, but we scrapped our entire first recording. It was two hours pub- long. Yeah, and then we published our second recording. But I think in the first one, I said the garden at Battle's Gate. I was so close. But it's the battle at Garden's Gate. Mm-hmm. Garden's Gate. Yeah. Sorry, my Michigan was <laughs> showing. <laughs> yeah. Because we, like, added apostrophe Myers. S to everything. Yeah. Um, the battle at Garden's Gate. There you go. Yeah. So we were talking about Build by Nations today. And I'm excited. I really like this song. How about you? I honestly just <laughs> I did you not. Were gonna... <laughs> I say I I hated this song. No, I did though. I really did At not like first? this song. Yeah, I really did not like this song. Why? I don't know. It just was like, mm, I don't know. The whole brotherhood thing. I think it felt a little broy, like a little frat bro to you. Yeah, or maybe not even like frat bro, but just like I don't know. Like, oh, I think I said this to you, but like mm-hmm. the Brothers Built by Nations reminded me a lot of like of like whiskey label or like a <laughs> bourbon label from like Tennessee. They're like, this is built Brothers Built by Nations bourbon, like yeah, something just all American. Yeah, yeah. It seemed at, at first that's kind of how it came across, and then I don't know. <clears throat> I think it's fair to say, like, I don't hate any of the tracks on this album, but there's just some that I like more than others, and this was one that lost out to other 
songs that I liked more. It would be interesting if at the end we did a final rank- ranking yes, let's of do each that. of the songs. I don't know how I would pick. I did, I will say though, from my initial reaction, I did really like it at first to me. I think because it was such a, um, and I, I, I feel like I literally say this every time, but compared to um, Broken Bells, mm. oh, I just forgot what it was called, Broken Bells beforehand, and then it kind of comes in with like, this in your face very rock and roll but kind of sad yeah sad lyrics about you know we'll get into the tragedies of war and the lack of opportunity for self-determination and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. um I felt like it was it was really compelling to me like in terms of I had a lot of questions about what it, it was about um and I do I do find myself kind of randomly singing um, the chorus of this one. Yeah. Rand, like just, I mean, going about my daily life. This is one of the first ones too, where I, I think, I think I, I started to see like this cinematic nature of mm-hmm. the of the album come together. You know what? I I like, think or more plot rather maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think. It's funny because to me, when I think back on first hearing this song and listening to it kind of like, you know, the first few times, Mm -hmm. what stands out to me, and you were saying how like the chorus is something you'll like randomly kind of like come back to throughout the day, like, you know, sing it. To me, when I think about this song, the music is what automatically comes to my mind, not the lyrics. And so I'll randomly hear the guitar riff. In my brain, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere, yeah. Instead of the lyrics, whereas other songs, like maybe Heat Above, all the lyrics will come to me first before any of the features of the the song. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, that's interesting. I'm kind yeah. of that way with Caravel. Yeah. Or um, um, Stardust Chord. Yeah. More so for me, but uh, yeah, very yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, like, um, vocalizations, too, in this one. Yeah. O's and woes. The O's and woes the, of war. The O's and woes of, oh. That's the title that's, that's, of the episode. That's the app title. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I guess we'll just get into the song lyrics then. I'm going to read, we're switching it up this time, I'm going to read the lyrics out. Built by Nations. We at first we actually copied and pasted this from the internet, but then we noticed a couple of um, a couple of words were wrong. It was yeah, wrong. It was and it kind of changes the meaning. Yeah. So we refer to the handy dandy final that I have, which has a lyric book in it. And here we go. This is Built by Nations. When a man must walk the devil's road, churning up the earth below. He is bound to brothers built by nations, with no pride to call his own. Woe the trouble gets so loud, when all of hell tries to drag you down. Woe the wounded warrior, woe on the battleground. Who is he to think of his survival, when a man must kill his home, standing naked in the breast of canyons, where companions are alone? And then we have a series of oohs and ohs. Woe the trouble gets so loud, when all of hell tries to drag you down. Woe the wounded warrior, woe on this battleground. Some oohs, some ohs. 
Woe the trouble gets so loud. Woe the wounded warrior. And I think you've probably noticed a lot of woes and oohs and ohs and lots of W words in the song. And I think we've we didn't spend a lot of time in the last few episodes talking about the sounds of the words themselves. But we really noticed that in this song in particular, that the the word words like churning and then like the when, with, woe, when, woe, woe, who, when. Wounded warrior. Yeah. Lots of alliteration. Um, Bound to brothers built. That's a great rhythm. Even we, and we were talking earlier too about how you, even though we have made it such a point to really pay attention to only what's on the page or in the text, but when it comes to poetry or a song where it's, so much of it is how it's performed and that can really determine the understanding of it. Yeah. Um, and also thinking about what you just mentioned a couple minutes ago about how you notice the music more than the, the lyrics. I think I, I also, I'm, I noticed more of the percussive sounds that he was making or mm-hmm. singing as opposed to understanding them as words. Yeah, I think in this song in particular, the words, um, I don't know, blend more with the action of the music. Like, right. They seem uh, much more like uh, entrenched in each other. Yeah. You know? They're like similar landscapes. Yeah. It, well, and I'm realizing too, I didn't realize that the second line of, um, or I guess the fourth line, um, on this battleground. I didn't realize that that's what he was singing because he really, like, ch- chops it up and he's obviously kind of wailing. So it's hard, yeah. you know, he's throwing his voice and altering his vowels just to get his voice up there. Um, yeah, the whole, like, after the woe, that whole sentence on this battleground right. is really, like... I would do it, like, but, like... We're not like, do it battle ground yeah like you hear the you hear him hitting the different and i almost don't even hear on this no because it it just completely bleeds into the woe yeah and then you just hear battleground but it is broken like that and you do hear i think part of that is too because that's when everything else is really high octane too Mm -hmm. like you know everything mellows out a little bit in the course or the verse so you can hear what they're what he's saying a little bit easier um, which is very fitting when the first line of the verse, nope, the chorus, is, whoa, the trouble gets so loud. Yeah. And so, of course, you're, it makes sense that the music kind of drowns him out as he's singing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it mimics, yeah, it mimics what he's singing. Yeah. Um, and it, the whole song is kind of disorienting in, in some ways. It, it really is. I mean, too. I think the woes and the oohs do that as well. Because I think that right. that sort of apostrophe is yeah. like, is very emotionally charged. And right. I don't know, kind of has you like pulling your hair a little bit. Yeah. And I just thinking about like the apostrophizing is, and I'm just thinking of this now, in a lot of ways, it's just pointing out the obvious. Mm hmm. And sometimes that's all you have the energy for is to be yeah. like, oh, grief. 
or mm-hmm. oh the whoa the wounded warrior because you you can't you can't extrapolate on that because like yeah. you, I mean at least in this case they're in the middle of war so you can I just like point it out the apostrophe almost like verbalizes what is nonverbal yeah in a way where it's like an O is maybe like the most basic sort of exclamation mm-hmm. for something that is what's the word like ineffable you know mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I like that. Just a thought. I really like Just that. Just a tidbit. Just a little nugget. Well, and that goes along with, I guess, obviously the th- kind of theme or the, the main substance yeah. of the song is war mm-hmm. and turmoil. Right. Yeah, like, I think when we're trying to kind of pin down some of the specifics of what the verses are talking about, um, we obviously know that this that this is about war that this is about something tragic and um horrifying and troubling um but we're trying to nail down exactly what what they're meaning by the like the struggles that they have with like self-determination yeah and individualization amid groups of people like kind of unified to fight for a common common goal but if that's the only thing that's uniting them you know mm-hmm. is that enough and or, yeah go for where it. does like free will begin and the sort of like um for example he is bound to brothers built by nations the sort of like being bound to something right that seems a little bit uh th- doesn't seem consensual maybe the way that the that is said, you know. Right. Especially with the no pride to call his own. Yeah. So it's kind of pulls into question where the will to act on your own and the sort of like way you're bound either societally or by, you know, your nationhood or some other, you know, force. Right. How you're bound to others and to, you know, your nation. And in some ways, it kind of is like the actualization of the fears of my way soon. Yeah. Like being bogged down and being restrained and being confined. Exactly. Um, and because if you are bound to somebody, it's like a three-legged Ooh. race. This is a different kind of road. This is the devil's road. Yeah. So my way soon... Oh, yeah. He's talking about the road. And this is obviously a completely different road. Right. Like, philosophically speaking. Like, sort of like, okay, if we're thinking of two roads diverged in a yellow wood, one is my way soon and one is the devil's road and built by nations. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> right. And he's not by himself because part of it, mm-hmm. part of uh, my way soon is all about the individual and mm-hmm. wanting to follow your passions or wherever your spirit leads. And, and this, you do not have... You do not have that option. Or if you do, I mean, the question, who is he to think of his survival? Um, I mean, that's a natural thought to to focus on self-preservation. And yet there is a certain amount of guilt associated with that. Yeah. Because you understand that you are part of the collective and your decisions affect those around you, mm-hmm. especially in war. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that tension between wanting to do what's best for you and wanting to still do what's right for the group is difficult. Yeah. 
And sometimes doing what's right for the group can have also very devastating and maybe unintended consequences, like the second the second sentence, churning up the earth below. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, was there another place down here? Uh, oh, a man must kill his home. Oh, yeah. Very much so associating war with uh, the damage that we do to the earth and to the right. land. It's hard. It's a right. it's a hard song to sometimes listen to. Yeah. Um, which if you're if you're forced into a war, which you know, hopefully you know that doesn't happen. Right. I- ideally, that would not right. that wouldn't happen. But the consequences of defending your territory or you know defending your nation are that the earth is going to suffer right tremendously. But even you you mentioned something really smart when we were first kind of brainstorming some ideas after we talked about how like violent churning up the like the word churning is and you said something along the lines of like but even tilling the earth you in order to farm it you still have to disrupt it or disturb it in a way um and it's kind of the same action but it's like but for what purpose Mm -hmm. um and with such violence and death right um but sometimes i don't want to say it's an inevitable Mm -hmm. right no i I totally understand what you're trying to say yeah it kind of is Mm -hmm. like even inevitable in the sense that we are not like as the individual you're not making the decision right but but because you are bound to this brotherhood or this nation you are complicit yeah and you have to be for your own sake i think this is sort of questioning like well what are the other options if you decide you don't want to be bound anymore Ugh, that's rough. This is kind of a, this is a bummer, man. Yeah. It's pretty dark. This is, like, right the first song where we have all this uh, devil in hell imagery. Yeah, so there's, like, a very apparent evil. It's evil. Like, it's not even kind of evil. It's, this is evil. And it's also the only song that doesn't really have any sort of glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. Like, right, whoa, the trouble gets aloud, loud when all of hell tries to drag you down. I mean, I guess you could look at it as it's trying. It's not necessarily Succeed, succeeding. Yeah. But there's no sort of, like, but you're going to make it through, bud, and it's all going to be okay. Yeah, the song literally ends in basically a lament. Whoa, the, wo- the wounded warrior. Right. That's, like, such an a... It's Yeah. Oh, that's... This is sad. It's, it's kind of really sad. Isn't there a Sappho poem about... Hmm. Probably. Ugh, there probably is. Should we look for it? It could be kind of interesting. Because it really does end in a tone of grief and, like, bemoaning the state of the world around them. Oh, it's, um, some say horsemen, some say warriors, some say a fleet of ships is the loveliest vision in the dark world, but I say it's what you love. It's easy to make this clear to everyone since Helen... She who outshone all other beauties. For Troy, without a thought, her daughter, dear parents, led astray. I guess it doesn't really have anything to do with it. Is that the one from Katie? Yeah. That's the translation? Yeah. It says the word fleet in it. (gasps) No, it doesn't. It says some say a fleet of ships is the loveliest vision in in this dark world, but I say it's what you love. Aw. I really love it. But I feel like that does kind of fit, though. It does. I mean, it's mostly the first stanza that I say, which is interesting because this is like a full 
somewhat of a full frag. Well, you know what? It wasn't the it wasn't the one from Katie, but I pulled it up on it. It sounds really similar to the one that Katie had for had us read. Anyway, a slight yeah. detour, but no, I think that is has a lot of relevance. I think it has the same sentiment because it's it's juxtaposing or it's this stanza at least is saying no i don't think warriors coming to save you is the most beautiful thing but yeah focusing on what you love is ideal yeah and this questions that idea of like is there really safety in yeah when you're trying to be dragged to hell right yeah (laughs) yeah great there's not i also want to mention standing naked in the breast of canyons where companions are alone only because we talked about this but the song's very oh hello kitty hello uh the song is very much a song of brotherhood uh and i don't not necessarily man manliness in the sort of like toxic masculinity sense but just like it's about men at war right um but then you have this image of standing naked in the breast of canyons, which obviously kind of means a nakedness of, like, being vulnerable. Um, but then you also have breast and, like, companions. So I don't know. I don't really know if I have anything, like, smart to say about that. But it's just kind of an interesting turn of phrase yeah. to put into the song that is very much about battle um, and pride and nationhood and, you know, being a warrior and battling. I think I already said battle. But it's like <laughs> vo- very vulnerable. And the fact, I think it's interesting, too, that when a man must kill his home and then the, f- the following line is standing naked, like, it's mm-hmm. like that is what strips him of any sort of protection mm-hmm. is destroying this sense of belonging or... yeah. You know, that's the that's the one thing. Any any sort of familiarity is like completely stripping yourself of any protection. Yeah. Um, any sort of anything, anything, anything that can. I mean, I don't know why I'm thinking of like protecting you from the elements, but in reality, you're like or armor. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I can't put a oh, t- yeah. can't put a time on this. Like, like the time of the this yeah. battle or something. Yeah, like mm-hmm. are they wearing fatigues? Are they wearing chainmail? Are they just wearing like a robe in ancient Greece? <laughs> that's a great question. I have no idea, and that's none of my business. Well, actually, I feel like that kind of speaks to the history of war, which is that it knows no time limit. It, right, like it happens at any point in history, and it has happened at every point in history. Right. And it's sort of cyclical in that way. Yeah. Well, and we talked about it with Heat Above, like, the idea that this album kind of deals with, like, a lot of ancient and timeless themes, um, such as war, which is unfortunate, Mm -hmm. um, that that is something so recurrent. Um, But it it gives, I think it'll give the, the album, like, a lasting power. Oh, yeah. Um where it kind of transcends the time that it's in and we can and we can connect it to a lot of points in history a lot of different um i guess a lot of different i want to say points of connection but that's literally the same 
words that I used in the sentence before, but in a different order. I think it, it, it touches on like sort of like the broad strokes of what it is yes. to be human and humanity in general. Right. Right. You know? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, oh, I guess we can also mention too, really quick, the... I don't think we mentioned this already, but we can mention the kind of cinematic oh, yeah. nature, even in terms of where this song falls in the album so far. And initially, I was thinking maybe mm. it's giving vibes that it could have been before Heat Above. Um, right, like this is a, right. a battleground where... You know, the earth is being disturbed. Um, it, it doesn't say fire anywhere, does it, huh? But it says mm-hmm. hell, which, it, in, you know, kind of invokes fire. Yeah, similar imagery. Yeah. Um, and also, like, this this loud sound. And so I was kind of thinking maybe this is a scene before Heat Above, where Heat Above is much more calm, maybe after the fact trekking along through these battlefields um however kelsey brought up that maybe it's yeah to me it kind of felt like as we were progressing through the album it's like we are getting closer to this sound yeah um which makes more sense and kind of like progressing but but even at the at the beginning of the album though when we first did heat above i said it felt like it was taking place in media res like in the middle of the story so, and we, we have talked about, too, that the album feels circular in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, meaning, if you, anywhere can almost be the beginning. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll be revisited in just a matter of time. Um, but, you know, in Heat Above, when we, what starts off with a question of, can you hear that um, dreadful sound? Um, and now, hear... In the chorus, it, it talks about, well, the, the trouble gets so loud. Um, so there's like a, you know, a progression of like how close this, whatever this sound is, whatever this trouble is, um, it gets closer and closer until it's almost in, inescapable. Um, I feel like that's almost like, I don't know, this is not like directly related to what you were saying, but the emphasis on the sound of things is really, I don't know, on the one hand, it's disturbing because I think I've never heard the sounds of a war. Right. But if I did, I it would be incredibly traumatic. Right. Um, but I also think there's something to be said about like this sort of sensory overload mm-hmm. that can happen in those environments where there's just so much going on mm-hmm. and at such a high volume. And then also combined with the volume of the music playing. Yeah. It, like kind of evokes that panic a little bit. And the one thing with sound as opposed to sight is you can't always tell where it's coming from. Yeah. Like, directionally, it's hard to tell. Um, Where if you see something in one spot, chances are that's where it is and you can move towards it. But It's scary to hear something and not see (laughs) what you're hearing. Right, not know which direction... Are you moving closer to it? Or are you moving Imagine farther like, away? Imagine when you hear something in the night. You know, that's horrifying. Right. Not because, I mean, partially because you're hearing something in the night, but also because you don't, you can't see right. in the dark where it's coming from. And so the possibility that it could be anything 
anywhere right is really horrifying right well and it's like it's like think of a movie without a soundtrack too like our our world and our experience and our how we feel in certain situations are so determined by sound Mm -hmm. um i even weirdly had a conversation with my mother this morning where we we heard this weird sound and i live somewhat by a freeway and so i opened the back door and I said, no, I, I think it's I think it's on the freeway. And she goes, no, no, no. If I know one thing is sound, about sound, it's that whichever door you open, that's where it sounds like it's coming from. Oh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, turns out it was coming from the freeway, so I was right. Oh. But it's interesting, though, where it kind of is like a disembodied voice, right? Like, yeah. Or when you when you listen to something. Um, like in headphones and you can feel when something jumps from one ear to the other mm-hmm. um or even at a ride at like an amusement park and they they mess with the sound um it feels so subjective yeah at times yeah agreed yeah that's interesting still very sense sensor sensorily based um experience in their in their music yeah, and it just and even like that. Sorry, that goes with the bell though too. Oh yeah, the bell, which I think is, you know, we talked a lot last episode about the sound of the bell and the bell indicating, you know, what time of day it is, right? And how we we connect a lot sometimes in that way. We connect the sound with temporality, right? Um, even when I sleep, I play, you know, a white noise or mm-hmm. something sometimes, which connects my body to like it's time to sleep now right (laughs) you know right oh that's really interesting i just learned about brown noise me too oh i was i put it on and pink noise i've i saw pink noise but i don't really understand what it is Uh, me either but i do like brown noise i think i actually like it better than white noise i think it helps me concentrate Oh, really? Mm-hmm. White noise is too, like, the pitch is a little higher or something. Yeah. And brown noise it, is a little bit more mellow. It makes my eyes kind of, like, uh, it's, it puts me on edge. Yeah. yeah. Brown noise but is much more grounding. I think we associate so much our sound with our emotions. I don't know. Maybe not everybody's that way. But if it's raining, you know, <laughs> the sound of rain, I feel so much more at ease. Mm-hmm. So much more relaxed than if it's just, like... A calm, sunny day. The right. sound of waves. Right. You know, the sound of water. Oh, yeah. Is so tranquil. Sirens. I, I wonder, like... Very, I, very disarming. There's probably studies on the physiological response that humans have to certain sounds. Because I think it right. probably is very physio- physiological for some sounds. Like yeah. People running water helps people pee sometimes, yeah. you know? Or, like, when babies cry. Like, there's a certain... There's a certain pitch when babies cry that you can actually tell the difference between when they're hungry... Yeah. When they need to be changed, when they're tired, if something's in, if they're in pain. Is this audio centric now? I mean, you are listening to a podcast, I yeah, guess. Yeah, maybe, but, but I think it, we don't, it's like any sense though, right? You don't, yeah. you're not fully aware of it until it's brought to your attention. Yeah. Or till it's taken away. Yeah. That was a little tangent. Boom. Boom. Sensory corner. You've been censored. You. <laughs> <laughs> You've been censured. Get sensed. <laughs> um, I think that's all I, think I that's have. I think that's it. 
Yeah, just, that's all we have this time. Yeah, just how intense this song is in terms of like the consequences of war on people, the ecological uh, consequences of war, and how really nothing goes un- untouched. Yeah, and I don't think we probably want to spend too much time on this at the end, but I think it's probably fair to mention everything going on in Ukraine and just how devastating it it is. Yeah, And the song, us talking about the song was was just weird timing. It was weird timing. It, um, it made this song and a lot, lot of, um, a lot of the other songs a little bit, um, more weighty, a little more real to me, but yeah, it's just, again how how timeless this album is how it it yeah it can fit really whenever this music can give you a space to feel how you feel in those moments of yeah when, you know when it feels like the world is kind of crumbling this is a i had a i had a bit of a, a sad girl moment um y'all gotta with, have one because we this has nothing to do with built by nations um, but with tears of rain, mm. oh, I could not. cannot wait to get to that song. I, I actually think that my mm, it's so hard to say what my favorite song is, but I think it might be tears of rain. It. I was driving somewhere over the weekend, and it was just one of those days where I think, like most people, like we can only intake so much information mm-hmm. about everything that's going on, and we can like only comprehend so many photos, so many video clips so many sound bites but man i listened to that and i just kind of i think i was at a red light and i just went somewhere else yeah and it just made me it was like a reprieve because the song has always been very moving to me but it really did feel we'll get to it later but it felt like an exhale just in terms of connecting that song to seeing the just the horrifying um things that that we've seen that the that ukrainians have had to fight against and also really harrowing yeah um measures that they've taken to to protect themselves and to fight for their their country and their freedom yeah but yeah that's a short i don't know if we could even finish this episode without just acknowledging it Um, yeah i think it's important yeah given that we're talking about war in this song and there and talking about the consequences of it and when so many people in the world are actually facing those consequences presently right it seems like a relevant time right to bring it up but i think also we should leave some maybe some places where people can donate oh that's a great idea yeah in the notes not that we have a million listeners or something no but but i mean i think we can do what we can yeah we're all (laughs) thinking of of ukraine and and the people there and how we can be of service and be of help yeah i always think i don't have a big voice but if i can put a link in show notes and it results in a little bit i always think of the mr rogers quote um like look for the helpers yeah and i love mr rogers so if Mm, this is a way that we can be of a little help why not yeah Um, yeah yeah okay we also have a limmy. We have a limmy. We're going to do a hard turn. We, every time, struggle with the limmies progressively, maybe even worse I think, progressively. I think we, because we want to get better. 
I think we want them not. to get better. No, I think no, we are. are. No, it's hard. I, everybody always, all of, all of our professors always told us, if writing is hard, you're doing it right. Which I do believe afterwards, but I don't yeah. believe it in the moment. Yeah. I believe in the I'm moment, stupid. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not talented. I'm not creative. I'm not thoughtful. Right. And then afterwards, once you really just crack away at it right. and you have something great, you're just in awe of yourself. Right. All right. So this is our limerick for... Let me down easy. Let me down easy. The midnight bell tolls times of war, breaking silence, the earth it tore... What of the brother's blood, turning soil into mud, bound by peace, can the self restore? Every time after we read it, I'm like, wow, I like it. We, we really, uh, we really did that. I was not sure. I mean, to be fair, 15 minutes was spent on how to work blood or mud in there. Blood yeah. came relatively easily. Yeah. It was the mud. Yeah. So much Googling of what rhymes with mud. Yeah. Blood is a hard word to rhyme. Yeah, it kind of is. And and when you're working in a specific framework and, you know, the context doesn't really allow for a lot. Yeah. We did it, though. We did it. I like it. Every time it grows on me more and more. Yeah. Love to know what our listeners think of the limits. If you think you can come up with a better limerick. Oh, my God, please do. This is an invitation. Yeah. Dare I say a plea. <laughs> if somebody comes up with like a really good Lemmy for... What's the next song we're doing? Um, um, Age of Machine? Yeah, if somebody comes up with a really good Lemmy for Age of Machine before we release that episode, then maybe we'll we'll read it in the episode. That would be rad. That'd be kind of fun. I want to hear... I think we have some poets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Maybe we could put our equation for the limerick limerick yeah the pattern yeah we'll give you guys the pattern so you don't the have rhyme to scheme it. and the the schematics the schematics yeah that would be a great band name the schematics the schematics that's probably already band it's name. our it's our band name it's our band name well well this is a, a i think a sleepier podcast maybe a more solemn i'm like weirdly very solemn. Oh, yeah. I drank that stress relief tea as well. She's really which is also like out. it makes you kind of sleepy. It's so it's so good. Yeah, is it the kava one? It's kava. Ooh. When I was in New York City, I went to a kava bar. Oh. It was just tea. Just a tea bar. He served it to you in a bowl. Oh. Somebody brought their cat in. It was amazing. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyways, we are all wishing you well. In these trying times. Yes. So take it easy on yourself and be kind to people and Yeah. Look for the helpers and be the helpers and all the things. And all success upon your way. And all success upon your way. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Don't you forget no, it. Don't you forget it, kid. <laughs> ah, forget about it. <laughs> Should we do the bye that we do every time? Mm, bye. bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>